and welcome back to the Film Slick Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archie, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Justice League. Yes. Motherfucking Justice League. Mm-hmm. It's uh, People have been waiting for that movie for a while. Yeah. We just watched it, literally fresh out of the theater. Yeah. Uh, but before we do any of that, let's do the catch-up. The catch-up. Uh, let's see. Um, what was that kid's deal in the movie theater? <laughs> I, don't, I really wanted to like throw something at him. <laughs> you're not going to lie. Like, imagine like we're, you're watching the movie and then like you're hearing this the whole time. You know, it's like, what in the name of Not fuck? even that. He was doing like a weird... He was going like... Yeah. And it like, sounded like a fucking horse in the movie. Theater. Yes. And I was like, first I thought it was like part of the, the movie was like a yeah. metronome or something like that in the background. I was like, what the hell? But no, this kid is just constantly doing this. And it's like, I continue to like look around. I'm looking back and forth. I'm like, is anybody else getting pissed off about this? Nobody else. This is not taking anybody else out of their movie going experience. Because I'm like, if not, then I can just like start having telephone conversations and the do some Snapchatting. <laughs> you know, it's like, because I mean, it's like no one else is bothered by this right now. There was some guy in the fucking, when the movie started, literally movie started, mm-hmm. first opening shot, some asshole's walking by, he turns on the flashlight on his phone to find his goddamn seat. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? It's a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Get there on time or walk around in the darkness like the rest of us. You're fine. I was, I was, I looked at, you know, uh, the movie says it starts at 1130, mm-hmm. but um, there was a mother and her daughter, they walked in at 1215. 1215? 45 minutes after the, the like, start time. I was like, why, why'd you do that? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's like yeah. 25 minutes. Uh, After the movie. actual start, yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Why? And then it's like, number one, you're, you're missing like 20, 25 minutes of the movie. Number two, now you're not going to get preferable seats. You're going right. to be sitting very close to where they were sitting. I'm like, what? And you miss yeah. like, let me the story. Yeah. You miss a setup yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. I hate going to the movies in the morning because mm. of that. Oh, yeah. I always go like way late at night. I, like, I, this is the first like morning movie that I've seen where it was so packed. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Like that was that was almost full theater at for an eleven thirty first standard viewing showing. Pretty much. Do you usually yeah. go on a weekday? Or do you go on Saturdays? Oh, oh, a Sunday morning. Like Sunday morning. Primarily. That might be why, because it's a Saturday morning yeah. instead of a Sunday. Sunday Saturdays get kind of crazy mm. at the movie theater. Yeah. That's why bartenders love the Saturday shifts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see that. Yeah. yeah. Just because we just like making money. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but uh, j- I hate the movie theater going experience. Mm. When it's full of people that don't understand the movie theater going experience. Yes. I had an employee screening for Justice League. Mm-hmm. Best. Like, I saw the movie twice. Yeah. Best fucking uh, experience in a movie theater ever. Yeah. Because everybody talked mm-hmm. when it was time to talk. Yep. And then the movie started and everybody went like, oh, movie started. Nobody fucking says a word. Yes. Perfect. They understand the dynamic. No phones came out. It was great. Nice. Fuck you guys for going <laughs> to the movie theater. Don't go to movie theaters. Yeah. <laughs> At least go like... Don't go late at night. That's when I go to the movie theaters. Stay <laughs> the fuck out of there. Yeah, there was um there was something that um that Mark Marin posted um after uh, Louis C.K. came out and said that all these allegations are true. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was um what was supposed to be like the the moment of um, paralysis. The moment of paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. And um you and one of our friends uh, Devin he's been on the podcast a couple of times. You guys mm-hmm. check him out. He's great. Um we're talking about how a lot of people don't understand that um that moment of paralysis. And there was a like a running joke. And um, in the black community, at least, there was a, um, if you ever heard of R. Kelly, I'm sure. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And um, he, he was peeing on people early, right. you know, some uh, 10 years ago or whatever. And there was a cartoon called The Boondocks, and it kind of made fun of, um, of R. Kelly and, um, and the girl that was involved. You know, she was like 13, 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. 
and um and Riley, his character, he's like a 13, 14 year old boy or whatever. So um he, he's saying so so R. Kelly's gonna have to go to jail for peeing on a a, a a 13 year old girl. He was like, Hey, I'm a kid, and when I see P, I move. She seen P, she stayed. And now I gotta not have an R. Kelly movie because of that. You know, no, like yeah. and that's and that's just that was a rationale. It was like, okay, like that kind of does make sense. Like, why would you see someone about to pee on you and then you just not do anything about it? You right. know, you just stay there. And that's what I'm saying, that's that's where my mind is always been like I don't I never understood what a moment of paralysis is because I've never been in a situation to where I don't didn't feel like I could get myself out of it right and the more that after I read that and then listened to some more clips and um just research like women that have had these situations mm -hmm. then I started to think about it just in everyday life and then I was I was able to notice it in something very very small all right, so um, I was I was at work and I was in a room working on a project. In in this particular room, there's usually no one in this room. It's usually an empty room, right. and then people use it as like a through fare. They'll just go through that to get like a mm -hmm. shortcut to somewhere else. And um, I'm I'm about to I'm about to walk out of the room, and this uh this older white lady she's about to walk into the room. Now in her mind, I will have to assume she's assuming she's using this room just to walk through, and no one's going to be in the room. Right. So she opens the door just as I'm at the door about to walk out. You know, I'm about two or three steps from the door. Right. She opens the door and she stops dead in her tracks and just and sees me. Like she doesn't continue her motion. Right. She stops there and is staring at me. And I look in her and I'm looking at her eyes and she's just like, in her mind, she was like, okay, so do you rape me now? You know, type of thing. Like, like seriously, she just right. stopped. And then I, I'm just like, I continue to walk and she's still stuck there in the doorway. So I just have to call, excuse me, and then right. continue about my thing. And then I was thinking, I'm like, why didn't, why did she just stop and just there and wait for something to happen. Why didn't she continue? Whatever she was about to do, why didn't she continue doing that? Right. You know, and I don't know. It's just like I've just been seeing it more and more, like the deer in headlights type thing. Yeah. And it's not been something that I've been able to relate to directly. But now knowing about it, I can see it, and I can't empathize with it, but I can at least sympathize with right. it now. You know, and I I think that's a moment that a lot of people sort of overlook, especially mm -hmm. in, in in these type of stories where just like you could have easily walked out of the room. Yeah, it's like you couldn't really mm -hmm. walk out of the room at the moment because of that. There's so many variables and so many things going through your head, and mm -hmm. so many like like fucking possibilities. And you're like, oh, if I leave, this happens. If I stay, this happens. Mm -hmm. If I leave, they get angry, and I get I don't have a career anymore. Like mm -hmm. it's para It's a moment of paralyzing fear. Yeah. And it's your sort of your fight or flight response, except mm. it just takes a long time to get to whether you fight or you flight. Mm. And all the time, by the time you're ready to react, it already happened, yeah. and then you're gone. And like, uh, it, it it sucks that because uh, you didn't understand the moment, mm. but now you're sympathizing with the moment. Yes. Um, but what's really a problem is when people uh, don't understand that moment mm. and then don't try to understand why that moment happens. Yeah. And like, uh, it, it, I mean, I I. I commend Mar Marin on talking about that oh, moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, because a lot of people listen to his podcast and a lot of people in the especially in the comedy circuits and all this thing have this kind of like ruthless mentality that whatever happens to you mm. when you're on the road is just what happens to you and you yeah. have to deal with it. Yeah. And so sort of understanding that moment of paralysis I think helps a lot. Yeah. And like how to fight this is like people understand that it's not necessarily it, it, it's just an, it's just a step in stopping victim blaming. Yeah, um, which is a huge problem when this thing happens. Like, why yeah. didn't do anything about it? It's like I don't know. Some dude kissed me, and I didn't know how to fucking handle it. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a problem. It is. It is. It was. It was just some uh, a moment of realization, like changed the way that I had to look at things. You know. Damn. But yeah.
Um, that being said, like yeah. the whole conversation about the sort of sexual assault and, and things in Hollywood, mm. I'm really I'm really liking the way these conversations are being had now. Yeah, I feel like people are actually trying to listen a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's keep that up. Let's keep talking about them. Let's not ignore them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's sympathize with these victims and yeah. give them a forum to talk about. Mm. Uh, don't be a dick. Yes. Um, uh, as far as um, a, a complete subject change, mm-hmm. how are you with parallel parking? I am. I'm able to do it. Mm-hmm. I hate doing it. <laughs> okay. I, I um I, I'm halfway there with you. Right. I hate doing it, and I am not able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not able to do it. And and it's like um like if you if if it was like an empty road mm-hmm. and like the old west and there's like um two cars, a car in the front and the back, and then I can I have as much time as I want to get it done right. Mm-hmm. Give me about twenty minutes. You'll I, get it. I can get right there on the edge of the curve, <laughs> you know. But just like if I if I'm trying to parallel park and there's a car behind me waiting to continue to go straight, mm-hmm. and I have to get in back into a, a parallel parking space, no, it's not happening. We're just gonna have to walk from somewhere else. Like, <laughs> not going to happen. You know, nowhere. <laughs> like if you if you're inviting me somewhere and I have to parallel park, then I'm just not coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not showing. Hey up. man, you coming to the wedding? Have to parallel park. No, nope. not gonna do it. Nope. Uh, here's. I, 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 I'm an anxious person when I drive. Mm. Driving for me is a genuinely anxious and harrowing experience, mm. like 90% of the time. Right. I hate doing it. Mm. But something switches when I am about to park somewhere, uh-huh. in Palo Park, yeah. or I have to go to an objective that's very clear in front of me. Yeah. I become such a selfish piece of shit mm. in the road. That I'm just gonna do that, and you're just gonna have to deal with it at that point. Like, I'm, if I'm gonna take seven minutes parallel parking, mm. you're dealing with those seven minutes. Holy I'm shit! Like oh, at wow. that moment, my only objective is to parallel park. Yeah, and I don't care where you fit in that fucking agenda. I'm parallel parking. Okay, now see that I, I like I like that aggressiveness mm-hmm. uh, type thing. Now, when you left your keys in the movie theater, why didn't you? Why weren't you that dick at that point? You know, instead of like waiting for the theater, like just like, hey, where's my fucking keys? Fuck your movie going experience. I need my keys. <laughs> because I understand that it's not the employee's fault, and they couldn't let me into the theater because it's just theater policy. Like, I knew mm. that was theater policy, uh, to not be able to, like, stop a movie and look for someone's keys. No, I not, went into the theater. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like, for the keys. Uh, uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, when the, the, the movie is going on, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, why not turn the cell phone on, turn on the flashlight, <laughs> be like, hey, guys, I need my fucking keys. Fuck you right now. Mm-hmm. Look in your seat and give me my fucking keys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's the, same, yeah. it's the same instance of, like, when the parallel parking. It was like, hey, I need a parallel park. It's going to take me a long time. Fuck you. I don't care how long. I don't care where you're going. I don't know. And everyone behind you as well. Fuck all of you while I do this. (laughs) I really don't know. I guess it's contextual just to driving because it's just an anxious experience. Okay. That I just want to get it fucking over with. Like I can wait for my keys. Yeah. I cannot wait to get the fuck out of the road. I hate Uh, the road. I don't want to be there. I got you. So if Uh, eight minutes of me doing that shit is the only thing that's stopping me from being out of the road. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm your shit. <laughs> yeah. Your baby's fine. Uh-huh. Your pregnant wife is fine. Mm-hmm. You're waiting till I park. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's funny. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hate parking in the city, by the way. Oh, yeah. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we wanted to talk about uh, anxiety, mm-hmm. the stuff, because I'm, I'm going through this moment. I have a lot of anxious energy now, yep. and I don't know why it's manifesting. It's mm-hmm. just the way anxiety works. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I'm convinced that that people do insane shit every day. Okay. And no one fucking bats an eye. Mm-hmm. No one cares that we get in a two-ton steel death machine mm-hmm. that goes 80 miles an hour on the highway on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And that if you just like sneeze and move your driveway like two inches to the right, you hit another person's two-ton death machine mm-hmm. and now there's shrapnel everywhere in the road. See, that's I wanted to get like the um, the uh, anxiety and fear, yeah. and, and like why I'm I don't fear that, and why you don't fear things that I fear. <laughs> because I mean, it's um, from from growing up in childhood, like like say um, I, I was thinking back to when I was seven years old. We lived in a legitimate what you would call hood area. Mm-hmm. There was crackheads and people. My, my uncle was killed and dumped outside of my elementary school. Right. Um, just gunshots constantly. And um, the house that we lived in, it was one of the nicer houses, but um, we had bars on all the windows, bars on the front door, like right. bars everywhere. And my my fear, like just from hearing gunshots all the time at night going to sleep, is that a bullet is going to come through the window and kill me, right. you know, or some kind of way. So that was a fear. So it's like whenever we got in the car to go somewhere, it's, I'm still thinking about, you know, guns. Right. So it's like the, the thought of dying inside of a car crash is not a fear at all. You know, it's like, it's not even a thought. It's, <laughs> you know, it's like nothing. It's like, I'm just prepared for the guns and uh, whenever violence is about to happen. Right. And, you know, within the way that you were, you were brought up, at least earlier on, that, um, that being shot through your, your house wasn't a thought. Like, you don't have yeah, to think that. Yeah, that was an issue. I lived in a gated community. Yeah. It was a one-street gated community. We mm. knew everybody in the neighborhood. Yeah. It wasn't until I was, like, 10 years old that shit started getting dodgy. Yeah. No, not 12. Like, like not 10, like 12 or 13. When things started getting dodgy yeah. around me back in Puerto Rico. And yeah. then I moved two years later. So, like, I never had that anxiety of, like, ah, oh, maybe a gun can kill me. Someone's going to break into my house. Yeah. I didn't have that because it's just, uh, we so, were in a nice house. So, it's like you had to have, like, you didn't have that kind of extreme fear mm-hmm. of, of something like that. So, it was just like, okay, what is something that is in my world that is fearful? Right. And it's like, oh, elevators, that's not, you know, that's, you know what I'm saying, or elevators the cars. But, you know, but, like, yeah. for me, it's like, I'm like, unless someone shoots me through the elevators, like, I'm... <laughs> I don't think about it too much. See, I guess. Here, here's here's the thing. I, I and this is the thing that people get freaked out about with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I I know that these are thoughts that don't Same. make sense. Yeah, like the, like the movie theater. Yeah. I'm not gonna get shot in the head. Well, I might. Yeah, you might <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> at the movie theater, you might. Stop in a couple times. There's yeah. a slight possibility. Yeah. But I, I I recognize that the fact that I sit in a car mm-hmm. and I go 80 miles down the highway, I know how to do it. Yeah. I know I'm gonna be probably fine. Pro- probably yeah. But my brain just can't help but think that maybe if I just fucking do this, yeah. and that's being moving the steering wheel just like three inches, mm-hmm. I'm going to shove my car's face into another car's asshole, mm-hmm. and everybody will die. Yes. That's just the way my mind oh, works. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> if there's, I can't. Like the elevator thing, mm-hmm. elevators are fine. They are mm-hmm. tested so meticulously. Yes. Every time I get into an elevator, mm-hmm. I go like, I am trusting my life. To five possibly hungover engineers yeah. that designed this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And I have to be okay that Cherry Berry said that it worked. Yes. I don't fucking know. But sometimes it won't Cherry work. Cherry Berry. Sometimes yep. it won't sometimes work. Sometimes it won't. And sometimes you'll get stuck. Yep. And when the elevator takes an extra three seconds to open mm-hmm. after it gets to the floor that it needs to, uh, my heart fucking shoots out of my asshole every once in a while. Now, now when, <laughs> when we're in the, at the theater, every time somebody walks into the theater, I'm like, oh. What was that? You know, like seriously, like every time, oh, who's that? Identification, yep. like what, what is that? You know what I'm saying? But like for the rest of the 70 people in the theater, that's not what they were thinking. Right. They're not, they don't have extreme anxiety as they're watching this movie, you know, because mm-hmm. they're in, in that area. And that's what I'm saying. And I understand that 90% of the ch- time, 
maybe 95% of the time is not going that to happen. 5%. Yeah. Not 5%. Yeah. That's when you walk out of life. Yes. Like just, just like with the car, <laughs> it's like 95% of the time I'm going to hit the brakes and everything's going to be fine. Yep. You know, but brakes might lock up. You know, <laughs> you know, so it's just it just depends on like where the fear base comes from, like the things that you choose to be anxiety uh, anxious about. Right, and and I, I I'm not anxious because I here's I, I feel like I'm anxious with like machinery mm. and social situations. Mm. When someone is a threat, yeah, I feel like there are measures against the person you can take that will always work. Mm. Hit him in the head. I mean, guns uh, they can't can't really hit people in the head when they got a gun. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is how I rationalize it in my head. It okay. doesn't have to make sense. Okay. <laughs> but like when I see like when I see like a person's a threat, mm. there's always like three real easy course of actions mm. that can happen. Okay. Someone's gonna get a hit in the head mm. and be potentially knocked unconscious. Mm. Someone's gonna fall down. Mm. Uh, or someone's gonna shoot that other person. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I see, I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. You, if you can, you can rationalize that. You way, can, sure. That's how I rationalize right. that fear away. Okay. The fear of people, I rationalize it by saying people are really easy to kill. <laughs> okay. Uh, the fear of machinery mm. and social situations, I feel, happens because I don't have. Uh, sort of like a like a rough action plan when that happens. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if my car looks up in the middle of the highway, that's a free for all. Like I, that's fucking. Do you, like you know, I'm like <laughs> I'm one of those type of people that thinks that I'm gonna survive. Like the <laughs> elevator drop. Like seriously. Yeah. Like I believe. Like if, like the shit can blow up. I will survive. Like we we can go through and like I can crash <laughs> into like a big uh, gas tanker mm -hmm. explosion. I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm like I'm like not even joking. A person that thinks that if my plane crashes, like while I'm on the plane, I have no anxiety on a plane. Yeah, I you'll make it. If, yes, I'm. I'll survive. Yeah. I don't know about everybody else on this plane, but if this plane crashes, I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> That's really funny. See, I don't have that. I am so much well, so so aware of how easy people are to die. Mm -hmm. That like if you like fall out of bed the mm -hmm. wrong way, you're dead. You can be, yeah. And and I don't I don't know I guess that's how I rationalize it. Yeah. But like we do, in, Chris, when we mm. I say we do insane shit mm. every day, mm. it just it just gets to me how everybody just pretends it's okay. And the moment that you show up with the question, going like, "Hey, maybe let's not climb 94, 94 floors high mm. into this high rise uh, on a giant metal box that's mm. held up by wires. Okay. Maybe let's not do that." Mm. Everybody looks at you and goes like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, why would why would we not do that? Like what? <laughs> and, and and that's the thing. And like in my head, like I know that I have to do it because mm. I don't want to go up ninety five flights of stairs. Mm. But in my head, I'm just like, I'm walking in a metal death box, uh, hold up by like thick wires. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? Like <laughs> we used to like and and this thought happened because I was thinking about the fact that I needed money, mm -hmm. and then it, it spurred this, this entire anxious thought. It was just like, I need money uh -huh. so that I can buy the things that I want, so I can get a better job, so I can get more money to mm -hmm. buy the more things that I want, so I can get a better job, mm -hmm. while baby boomers back home just got a job, bought a house, had a kid. Mm -hmm. Here, I just have like $7 an hour, anxiety, and a fucking cat, mm -hmm. and I'm driving a two-ton metal death machine in the road at 80 miles an hour. I'm putting gasoline in it, mm -hmm. which is a flammable liquid yep. that has a propensity to explode mm -hmm. when put under pressure mm. and that's exactly what your car does to get energy from it Combustible. i'm holding a computer in my hand mm -hmm. with the world's like internet just the whole information the world has yep. on it and i am using it to browse facebook yeah. anxiously oh, yeah. what the fuck is life about at that point mm. like when that moment of anxiety hits you mm. the only thing i want to do is fucking jump out of the nearest clip because <laughs> what the fuck is it 
And then some asshole comes up to me and he was like, hey man, just just be happy that you're alive. Life is great. Mm. Fuck you. The reason I'm like this is because I'm alive. Mm. This is not, like, that's not a good thing to say to someone that is having a full-blown panic attack right. in the middle of trying to be a person. I, you know? I, I feel like there has to have been like an, uh, an Egyptian that was uh, similar to you when the, uh, the pulley system was invented. So, <laughs> you know, like, why do we got to build this thing so high for? You know, everything was cool being flat. Like, what's the point of making everything so, oh, so high up in the air for? We're pulling up these fucking bricks up there. Now you want to pull a person up there with it all the way in the fucking air. What's the point of that? And then everybody continues to build yeah. and do everything. They're looking like, oh, what's the fucking point? Everything's going fine. Everything's all right. But like, you didn't see, we just, we just fucking 10,000 people died yesterday building this <laughs> motherfucker what are you talking about everything is fine it's not fine it's like what do you mean I'm doing it right now you see I'm doing it everything is cool what's, what's your fucking problem you're okay doesn't mean it's not it's, it's, it's disgusting it's horrible what the fuck are you doing yeah. and that's the guy that's holding his cat on mm -hmm. the ground floor going fuck it I'll just stay down here mm -hmm. what the fuck is I don't need this in my life yeah. so that's what it feels like to be alive with anxiety mm. you're the Egyptian holding a cat watching people go up the fucking pyramid yeah. going that is fucking insane <laughs> yeah. that is anxiety for you yeah. and I fucking hate it mm. but at the same time it's a funny thing to say, yeah. <laughs> say. It's just, yeah. anxiety is fucking weird it's, 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 it's irrational yeah. and anxiety in like social situations don't even get me mm. fucking started on that bullshit Because you go on to talk to someone and then you're fine and everything's going well. Mm. And they say one thing, like maybe they just like scoff at a weird comment that you say because mm. they have something stuck in their throat. Yeah. And for the next three hours, you're obsessing over that little cough. And you're uh, like, I don't know what that meant. What the fuck did that mean? I mean, just ask them. Like uh, last week, um, I brought up something. I said, was, was Thor the, how good is Thor? And then I said, was it better than Avengers? Like, <clears throat> I'm like, what? Don't no scoff at that. <laughs> like, what? Because, I mean, had I not asked you about it, then I would have gone home. I was like, well, he used to say that he liked Avengers, but maybe right. he doesn't like Avengers anymore. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know. Sometimes it's hard to ask that. Because sometimes, if you, depending on what you're talking about, mm. someone scoffs at something and you go like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. If, 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 if you ask it, And you're like, it's not a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yeah. There's like a group thing going on. Oh, it breaks up the dynamic of everything. It breaks up the dynamic yeah. of the group. And then you have to keep track of what this guy said and yep. then this guy said. And then your mind just goes crazy. And that's why I don't go to parties. Mm. That's why I stay at home. I, don't mm. know. I just can't keep track of more than three conversations at once. Mm. And like in every party, there's like seven conversations oh, happening. Yeah. And I just want to drink till I'm dead. I mean, there's a good, like, we, we, the last party, me and you were at together, I was, like, showing you, like, what I usually do, because I don't, I'll just sit there with my beer and then just, like, participate on my own in everyone's conversation, but, mm -hmm. like, not talking, but just looking at people have conversations, but, like, right. what, what's that conversation about? <laughs> what's that conversation about over there? And then eventually, like, pick one, you know, they want to get into, yeah. and then come back before somebody takes my seat. <laughs> <laughs> See, what I do, what I've started doing now is, I don't know, I show up to a party, usually mm -hmm. one that you host, yep. I sit on one of your couches. Mm -hmm. And then I just wait for a conversation to happen around me. Yeah. And that's the one that I stay in. I like that. And, and I, just, I just handle that. I drink my beer, take mm -hmm. a couple of shots, and then I just pet your dog. Yeah. That's all I do. He's a nice dog. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. Fucking anxiety. <laughs> it's yeah, it's right. a bullshit thing that happens. Yeah. But it happens. And, if, and that's the thing. If, you don't, if you're not a person with anxiety, mm -hmm. you don't fucking get it. No. You no. don't get how irrational it no. is mm -hmm. to be afraid of the fact that you're awake. Yeah. You're awake and the world is terrifying. Mm -hmm. And you walk outside and you feel like something's going to hit you in the head and then you're going to die. I mean, I, 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 we maybe. talked about this a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now. I was like, I am so worried about stuff like that, that when I open the door to leave your house, I'm not going to get hit in the face with a bird. Because that's something that I'm thinking about at yeah. all times. I'm always <laughs> thinking about those unexpected things because, like, the, it was just ingrained to me as a kid. It was right. just like, oh, your uncle that you have. And then it's just like, oh, no, like, killed 
elevator in front of the school was just like that stuff can just go away. Yeah. There was a guy that was walking up and down the road. He was um I was six years old, and this guy he he kept saying, "Hey egghead, you got a hole in your head." And I would, but he said it like three or four times, but it was like melodic the way that he was saying it. And I just, I was like, what the fuck? And I didn't, I didn't even know what that fucking meant. Egghead, you got a hole in your head. What the fuck? Right. You know, but then three days later he was killed. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? It's just like, these things are happening. Like people are dying. Like people that I know, people that I see. So I was like, that could be me. Like, like you were saying, people die very easily. Yeah. I was like, that could be me if I'm not, you know, paying attention and aware of my surroundings at all times, you know, but that anxiety came from being in a situation to where that was a rational thought right. to me at one time. And now I'm in an environment to where it's not necessarily completely rational. But you but still I, carry it over. I, yeah, I can't get yeah. rid of that anxiety because, like I said, it was just embedded in me fr- from such a small kid. You yep. know? See, the difference between your type of anxiety and my type of anxiety is that your type of anxiety was born out of a need to sort of be aware of where you are. Yeah. Mine just happens because my brain's an idiot. Mm. My brain just decides <laughs> that I'm going to die, mm. and then I'm scared. Yeah. That's my type of anxiety. Mm. That one really has no rational sort of upbringing. Like mm. yours, uh, even though you don't need it anymore, it no. was born out of usefulness, yeah. and it helped you. Yeah. Mine, I just I just walk outside, and I go, like, lighting's going to hit me, and mm. I'm going to die. <laughs> and there's no, I can't yeah. do anything against that. Yeah. There's, like, that's a thought that's not useful. Yeah. You know, because it's not like there's a dude with a gun, mm. there's a dude with a knife coming at me. Yep. There's nothing. It's lightning. Lightning's going to hit you. You're gonna die. Yeah. That's it. That's so I, I feel like that's the that's the the caveat with anxiety. Mm-hmm. If it's born out of something, it's 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 a residual thing. Mm-hmm. If it's born out of nothing, you have general anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. and you're gonna die from something stupid. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the way it feels. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, it could feel like that, yeah. but yeah, all right, but yeah, all right. It's, uh, I'm convinced that I'm not gonna die out of something stupid. Okay, <laughs> like getting hit in the head by a Wendy's bag while I'm driving down the highway. Mm. That's never gonna happen. I mean, I've had that thought multiple times. Yeah, I've just. What if I just like fucking stretch out my hand out of this car to like. Fucking just stretch it for a quick second. Now mm-hmm. I have no hand. That's a thought that happens in my head. Yeah. Uh, what if I'm just crossing down the street and then I drunk? That's a thought that like it's just like every like every one of those like tiny little things. It's mm-hmm. just it's <sighs> anxiety is great. Yeah, Pretty right. great. Keeps you alive longer. Yes. Uh, and may, may gets much. you sort of good at writing mm-hmm. uh, a little bit because you yeah. always have this weird scenarios in your head yes. and overthinking. Uh, but sometimes I'm walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I just want to listen to my iPod. And not feel like I'm gonna get you know hit by. I don't know if that's something that can go away. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, not gonna go. Because I'm like I can't. Unless I like turn it numb off. myself with like volume or something. Uh, I guess. Uh, alcohol and and marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's where <laughs> that's where I've been uh, doling pain with. Marijuana uh, was one of the, weed was one of those things that I smoked and it made me so chill mm-hmm. that I felt uncomfortable in my chill. It's like I'm way too chill right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm like I'm not used to this. <laughs> yeah. And then I started getting anxious again because I was too calm about mm. being calm. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry you have anxiety, too. It shit's annoying. Oh, well. Yeah. Fucking. Anyway. Anything else? Oh, no. Let's, let's get to some Justice League. Okay, let's talk about Justice League. Uh, I feel bad for that first Egyptian, man. Oh, yeah. It's going to stick in my but, head. But at least he had, like, helicats. He did. He did. He had <laughs> yeah. helicats. Yeah. And he had a good time with them. Yeah. And hopefully he didn't die by cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about some Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> Air. Fuck. Welcome back. Justice hey, League. Justice League. Uh, 
do you have a rundown thingy? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Just Justice League. It uh, came out this past Thursday. It's a PG thirteen movie. It's one hundred and twenty minutes, right at two hours. Yep. It's listed as an action adventure fantasy movie. Uh, the rundown is fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act. Uh, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Deanna Prince, to face an even greater enemy. The director is Zack Snyder. It stars Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, and Ezra Miller. Cool. It's it's Diana. Mm. Did I say Deanna? Yeah, you said Deanna. Mm. It's Diana. Mm. And uh, even though Zack Snyder was just a director, mm. he did have a tragic uh, tragedy in the family. His daughter committed suicide. So oh. Joss Whedon took over shooting over the last like two months of production. Shit. Uh, so he left the production like before they were done shooting. Ooh. And Joss Whedon took a lot. Did a lot of rewrites and a lot of mm. reshoots Good. Uh, of the movie, um, which helped the movie. Uh, I'm sorry about Zack Snyder's whole like family yeah. tragedy, whatever. That yeah. really fucking sucks. Um, but there's a lot. There, there's Whedon. We Whedon. Whedon? Just Whedon. Just Whedon mm. definitely has a, a like a his hands in this mm. pie. Yeah. Is that a, is that the saying? Hands in your pie. A, a hand in the in the pie or in the cake. It's in the pie, right? It's a hand in something. I can't. Hand think in the of, pie. Hand yeah. in the cookie jar. Cookie jar. Maybe. Hand in the cookie jar. Okay. I'm convinced. I'll take that. All right. So Whedon has his hand in the, in the, in the Zack Snyder cookie jar in this mm. movie. Okay. Um, but uh, just, just, just to fucking go through it. Like, what was your... We just saw the movie. So yes. what, what was, like, your impression of the movie? Uh, my impression of uh, this movie. Um, it was good enough. It was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's um, the... the when, I, when we were about to walk out... I was rem- rem- reminded of when you were talking about um, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and you was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's I've seen it. It's like it's not it's not bad. It's, it's not great either, you know. But it, I've seen it. You right, know, it's, it's, it's there. It's 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 in that line mm-hmm. of like not bad, not good, mm-hmm. just kind of like in the, like right across the middle. Yeah, it's like I don't I don't hate I don't hate that, and, and I didn't have to pay for that. Thankfully, uh, Brian yeah. works at the movie theater, got me in for free. Stop Shout out to Brian. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, You're welcome. But, Making it rain tickets. Hell yeah! But I didn't uh, I didn't regret um, like going to a movie theater and sitting in the movie theater with that anxiety, you know, right. just to see this movie. Like I mean, it was it was worth the time to see. Yeah. I, I, I'm absolutely on that train of thought. Mm. I didn't love the movie. Mm-mm. I didn't hate the movie. No. It was a solid, like, this is a good popcorn flick, and I'm enjoying the action scenes that are happening. Yep. And everything that's happening on camera is, is, is good enough yeah. for me. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about Justice League the entire time. Mm. And, and I actually think that like, I, I, don't, I have a weird relationship with Snyder. Because mm. I love Watchmen. Yes. I, I like 300. He, he brought back uh, the, the, the comedian from, from Watchmen. Um, yeah, well, he, he plays comedian in Watchmen. Um, you, you'll know him from Jeffrey um, Dean Morgan. That's that's the guy. The, the guy from um, Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean, Morgan. Dean Morgan. Yeah, he yeah. brought him back. That was pretty cool. Uh, wh- where was he? Was he not in there? No. Who am I thinking about? He wasn't in Justice League. He didn't have. A, I thought I seen him in something today. No, you saw him in a trailer for another movie that he was in. Uh, uh, okay. That was kind of like a horror movie type thing. Okay. We saw him right. in a trailer. All right. Uh, but he wasn't in Justice League. No. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I usually I have a weird relationship with Snyder because mm-hmm. I, I, I horror Batman v Superman. All right. I think it's <laughs> such a garbage film. All right. I couldn't get through the first forty-five minutes of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Could not do it. I tried three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Man versus St- Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I I could get through that one. Yeah, I liked it okay enough, mm. but I don't think it's a good movie. Okay, I don't think it's technically well made. Mm. It's too loud, and there there's no real moment of silence in terms of character. It's just right. like unnecessary action all the way through. I like Three Hundred, mm. and I love Watchmen. 
All right. So he's kind of like a 50-50 director for me. He doesn't have that much. From, I hated 300. Really? Despised. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is the story? I, I genuinely don't know, <laughs> you know, but I watched the movie when I was really young, yeah. and I haven't watched it since, so maybe that's why. It's like there, there's no story yeah. there. It's slow motion, guys with, like, with ripped abs and kicking ass. Yep. Like, I mean, like, no, but I can't. But the visuals are pretty. The visuals are great. Yeah. <laughs> visuals are great. But, yeah, but anyway, Zach, yeah. that's next item. Yeah. So, Zack Snyder, it, I, but I feel like, and I don't know if this is for due to Joss Whedon having his hands. <laughs> So immature. That's it. Show's over. <laughs> Pinnacle of comedy. There's no need to make it back. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dude. Uh, and, and I don't know if this is uh, because of Joss Whedon's hand in directing mm. or because Zack Snyder just learned his lesson. Yeah. Uh, but he showed a lot more restraint mm. in, in, in this movie yeah. with the speed ramping and the unnecessary like, faffy visuals mm. and, and all of that shit. I felt like it was more toned down mm. to the point where he really used the speed ramping only when it was like a dramatic action scene in a vehicle mm-hmm. or like an action scene with Gal Gadot yeah. and that kind of stuff, which I appreciated because I like the, the visual flair of slow motion, fast motion, mm-hmm. but I don't like seeing it every two All minutes. the time, yeah. yeah. Huh. And so like, I feel like he, the most he used was in the end of the movie mm-hmm. and I was okay with that. I yeah. really was. Uh, the visual effects for the Speed Force and the Flash, mm-hmm. I think were amazing. Yes. I love those. Every the visual lightning effect the Flash that's happening, yeah, that was really nice. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Ezra Miller. Mm. I think he's fucking adorable. Ezra Miller, who, which one is he? Is Flash? Okay, all right. yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, did you see the movie? We need to talk about Kevin. No, no. You should check that out. He's the kid in that movie, the lead. And okay, he's fantastic. Uh, but I loved Ezra Miller. Mm. I thought he was fucking adorable. He, he was my favorite character yeah. in there. Same. The only thing I wish would happen more. I wanted to see him eat more food. <laughs> you know, because yeah. like he's he was letting us know earlier on. I, I thought it was like um, you were just leaving us a little clue, a context clue at the beginning of the movie. You know, it was like, yeah, I generate this much energy, and because of that, my metabolism is super high, so I have to eat. I'm just snacking all the time, right. and we never see him eat again he's throughout like the entire movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> but you say that, and we see him eat the piece of pizza, but never again through the movie does he eat anything. And I think, uh, I think that's because this movie had to be cut down to two hours. Mm-hmm. The original cut was two hours and forty. Mm-hmm. And uh, Warner's studio, Warner Brothers, m- did a mandate, and it said uh, the movie had to be two hours, period, mm-hmm. so they could play it more often in theaters. Yeah. So we lost a lot of, we lost like 40 minutes of character information, probably, in those, in those 40 minutes that were cut. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see a director's cut to see if we get some of that back. That's, that's something I was talking about with uh, Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't keep me in the, in the movie theater longer than two hours. If you want to give me a director's cut that's three and a half hours long, I'll watch that at home. But if, as far as a movie in the theater, I'm not trying to be in there longer than two hours. Okay. Like, like, give me your two-hour movie and then give me your director's cut on DVD. I can see that. Mm-hmm. See, for me, I want to see the director's version of the movie First. all the time. Oh, not just regardless. Yeah. All the, okay, for, I got you. for me, the, the version of the movie that's the movie is a director's it's a rec- version. It is. Um, so I want to see that all of the time. Okay. Uh, I don't have a problem with theatrical cuts. Mm. I just think they're usually less. Not as good. Yeah, they're just There's worse not. than the movie. Yeah. The director's cut. Uh, that being said, I'm interested about director's cut for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of that mandate that Warner Brothers did. Yeah. Probably took out a lot of like personal information. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that mandate too, my it, it was my biggest problem with the movie. Mm-hmm. It felt rushed. A lot of the parts felt rushed. I mean, the fact that we don't, I, I didn't know much about, um, and I don't even know the guy, the character's name. What's the um, the guy, the black character? Uh, Victor Stone. Victor Stone. Yeah, I, Cyborg. I, don't, I don't know nothing of him. Nothing. Like yeah. zero, zero knowledge of his character at all. Like Aquaman, like I know a little bit. I would have preferred a little more 
a backstory or a movie beforehand, but it's like the Flash. I get the Flash. Like yeah. I'm all, I know all about Flash. Know all about um, Wonder Woman. About she Wonder had her Woman. own movie. Yep. Know all about Batman. Know all about Superman. But mm-hmm. the Cyborg guy, like I know nothing about this guy. No, and 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 that's my biggest problem with mm-hmm. the movie. Those those characters, those side characters that need yep. that information, don't yep. have it. Nope. And even if it's like twenty minutes of more. Like even if the, the those forty minutes that were cut mm. were twenty minutes of cyborg and twenty mm. minutes of Aquaman, is that the other one that yeah. you didn't know about? Yeah. Even if I just get twenty minutes of each of those characters, I'm okay with that because mm. I feel like we needed those to establish the characters mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. Aquaman less so than cyborg, I think. Mm. Aquaman, you just kind of have to know that he was a dude and he's the king of Atlantis and mm. he kind of doesn't want to be. Yeah. Um, but cyborg, there is not a lot. Like uh, he played football, got in an accident, and now he's half robot. And that's that's all we know. Yeah. That's all we know. <laughs> And and for people that know the comics, that's enough. I would I would have preferred to have Aquaman express his power a little more too, especially underwater. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, we the only thing we got to see him on land was we seen him use his trident to stop um, a bunch of water from overtaking all of the superheroes at one point. Mm-hmm. But everything after that was just like hand to hand combat combat with a trident. Like it wasn't any anything special about his fighting ability on right. land. We so, got a little bit of it and when he went into Atlantis, like a little bit of the fighting style in the water. I mean, that was underwater. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to see a little more of that, but what, what did we get, like two minutes of we got, that? Yeah, we got like three minutes. When he was yeah. fighting Steppenwolf yes. before taking the box, yes. yeah. maybe like three minutes of C- water. Because, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's his element. That's yeah. where he fights. So, like, if he's going to be able to kick ass, like, I want to be able to see, like, I, I didn't see his interaction with um, any of the marine life at all. Yeah. You know, it's like they, they had one moment. It was like, uh, you can talk to fish, right? And it was like, well, the water does most of the talking. I thought about that for a little while. I was like, okay, so it's not so much of a one-on-one communication with you and the the, the fish is so as so much as the um, reading the water and how they're responding to it. You yeah. know? So I, I would have I would prefer to see him create some tidal waves. Um, I would have loved to see that too. I would have just just bring a fucking wave down. Yes, one bitches. Any any of that shit, yeah. but it's just. But I, I didn't get much of that. But um, maybe they they blew their special effects budgets to uh, to show the flash. Maybe because <laughs> those scenes were fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm interested in knowing if they're gonna make a uh, an Aquaman movie, mm. like just a standalone Aquaman. Yes, they are. Because I feel like the character of Aquaman is interesting enough to, for its own movie. I mean, it's, it's gonna get it because yeah. uh, Jason Momoa is ripped, and women right. want to fuck him. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like All that's right. that's gonna sell a movie. Uh, yeah, you know, like he's he's gonna he's gonna have that movie. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that happens. Yeah. Uh, but like like I said, I think the biggest problem with the movie is mm. that rushness mm. of getting from. Exposition, 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 action scene, exposition, exposition. Yeah. Um, because we can have a sort of sit down moment mm. with the characters and let them talk for five minutes. Yeah. Because uh, everything has to happen. They have to set up Stepping Wolf. They have to give you information on Cyborg. Then mm. they have to give you information on uh, Flash and his backstory with his dad and whatever. Mm. And so everything's just kind of like all over the place in terms of like pacing. Yeah. Uh, which I, that was my least favorite thing. Doesn't ruin the movie for no. me. It's still a good popcorn action flick movie, mm-hmm. um, but I just wanted to take a little bit slow. Give, give me some character. Yeah. I, I, I like that they, um, they had um, with The Flash, they used him as a comic relief as opposed to like a lot of the movies I've been watching, uh, these superhero movies, and everyone is in on the comedy. Right. You know, like it's, we, it, was, it was dramatic in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to where just everyone is in on this comedy. So um, I like that they stepped back a bit with this DC film and just had your one comic relief person. We got a little bit from Superman at the end where it was like, um, I like being alive, I want to live. And yeah. it was like, oh, I changed my mind, I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like we had him do a little bit of that, but besides that, it was basically just um, it was just a flash. 
Flash. Yeah. Here's what. Here's my, my the only problem I have with Flash being that comedic relief mm -hmm. is that he was always he the comedic relief. Yes, he was. Uh, just give me a little bit of serious Flash with the group, like just Maybe. two or three scenes. Okay. Just so that I know that he's just not that one thing to the group. I know? mean, well, I guess he, he he showed a little bit, like he demonstrated it a little with um when he was showing how how anxious he was uh, about this fight that they were about to get into. It's like, I've never been in a physical fight, and I've never right. been in violence, yada, yada. He was like, just save one person. But even that was played for comedy on the Flash's side. Like, Flash's delivery were played for comedy. I, I, well, I mean, in the, in the dialogue, I was just yeah. saying, like, him going and saving um, the cyborg's father mm -hmm. and bringing him over there, and then it was just like, all right, you've actually accomplished something, so what are you going to do now? The next thing he sees is, um, is uh, Diana, Deanna, mm -hmm. shit, Diana. Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sees this Wonder Woman. She's having some trouble, so it was like, okay, he said, I would know what to do next. So then he, he flashes over, then uh, shifts her um, th the trajectory of her sword back to her, and then it was like, okay, so you can actually not, you know, just be kind of a jester here, like mm -hmm. you can be helpful a little bit. Right. But that was just in the action, not in like dialogue. All of his dialogue was like comic relief. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I wish I would have just gotten a little bit more of like Barry Allen being a serious Barry Allen. Like oh. we got a little bit of that when he's talking to his, his dad. Father. Yeah. I but I want to see it in the group dynamic. Mm. That's kind of what I would have liked to see in terms of writing. Okay. Uh, but other than that, I love the Flash. Ezra Miller played them really well, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but that sort of awkward, quirky teenager thing mm -hmm. gets annoying when you do it every line That's that he, he has. Yeah. So just give me a break from that. Mm -hmm. Let him eat some pizza and yeah. be smart for a while. Because Barry Allen's also a genius. Super smart, yes. Yeah. We didn't, they didn't explain at, at that point, like, oh, you have the uh, a suit the, that's made out of the same material that we uh, for, for spaceships. Yeah. Like, don't we don't explain how we got that, who nah. engineered it for him, like none of that. You know, so it's like we just have to, uh, you have either have to have read the comics and know that he is a very intelligent person right. who is, uh, another thing that I'm glad they got into was, um, how fast he really, how fast he is. And they had him uh, race. Uh, you, you think that would be too much for people that, uh, if you haven't seen this, uh, you race know what I'm saying? Soups? Uh, race yeah. Superman? Yeah. Uh, if because they haven't seen any of the comics? No, no, I'm saying because of where this takes place in the movie. It takes after the credits. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the credits, they... Um, oh, yeah, that's nothing story-related. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, um, after, after the credits, um, you have a race between Superman and the Flash, and I was saying something about to, about this to Brian while we are watching the movie. I was like, what the fuck? Man, the Flash is way faster than Superman. Yeah. Superman's faster than a speeding bullet. The Flash is fucking fast as fucking... Light. As, yeah, than light. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we talking about here? You know, so we was like, well, Flash is very young at this point. Like, his father has just been... And they didn't get into the um, the story about how his father was really set up and framed, you right. know, and, and why his... Um, why uh, Flash is so adamant about getting his father, father out of jail because right. he knows the truth. Right. You know? And I think that that's another setup. That's a setup for like a Flash A Flash movie, movie. Yeah. yeah. Which I would love to see because I really, I, I love the character Flash from mm. comics to video games mm. to movies. I love the character of Flash. Yes. Except the television show. I think oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Not um. doing it. <laughs> Um, but I, I think that's it. like they got into that just enough for me to, for them to let you know. Mm -hmm. Hey, we might make a movie on this later. Yeah. If this does well, we might make a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, same with Aquaman. It gave us enough background to go like, hey, this might be a movie. Yeah. Um, but I I I just I just wish we had a little bit more of them, mm -hmm. and then a little bit like I could have done with a little less action and a little bit more of character interaction. Mm -hmm. Like you know that that bit where Superman just got resurrected. Yes. And 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 like he's fighting all the group. Yeah. Like that scene was That's really the best cool. Best scene for me. I it that it a lot. was a really cool scene. Yeah. 
But if if that if that length of time would have been devoted mm. to having us know all of these characters, mm. it would have done for a better climax for me. Oh, you're with um. You saying after Superman kind of snaps out of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, okay. Well, no, no, like like that. The, the amount of time that it took after Superman got resurrected mm. to when Superman left uh, to the farm, mm. that's like. 15, 20 minutes? Maybe, yeah. Uh, if that length of time had been devoted to expanding information in Flash and Cyborg, mm. uh, they would have been much better characters that would have been easier to sympathize with at the end mm. um, and would have been a better climax as now we know something that like they're fighting for or whatever. The, yeah, it makes it, it makes it harder to, yeah. to sympathize with the character when you don't have their backstory. Because right. like Cyborg, at one point he gets his leg pulled off and I, th- I, th- I thought two things. Number one, you're a robot, so just put your leg back on. Right. And number two, it's like if you died, then why do I really care? Yeah, Superman's here. He'll fix it. Yeah, super, Superman's here. Like, <laughs> really, you know? Uh, and and that was a, that was another thing they never really established before that Cyborg can get critically hurt and mm. then get just put himself back together. Yeah. Until the very end, he's like, "Wait, what the fuck happened?" Like, yeah. just like I thought that was gonna be a big dramatic moment, and that like Batman was gonna feel guilty about Cyborg's de- mm. death or something, and mm. then, like do something more dramatic with the thing or what. But now nah, he's just like, "Oh, yeah, put my leg back together, squeeze his things out." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only the reason I knew that that was kind of like having knowing nothing about his mm-hmm. character is just from Star Trek. They have characters called the Borg, and then he was using the same the similar things that the Borg had, like using um, these tentacles that would come right. out of his hand to interact with technology. Exact same thing from Star Trek. So I'm like, yeah, you can pull his leg apart, just put it back on. It's fucking yeah, so, he's I fucking Borg. He's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed when uh, Superman finally uh, when he was resurrected and brought back and was just demonstrated how much more powerful he is than that entire group. Oh, he fucked that group up. <laughs> you know, one of the, the my the funniest part of the movie for me, and of course the Flash was involved in this as well, is um, when Jason Momoa's character, well, Aquaman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman are giving everything they can to, to Superman, you know, to try to slow him down or stop him. The cyborg is out there trying to do everything he can too. Mm-hmm. And then the Flash was like, all right, this is my turn. They got, <laughs> him dist- they got him distracted. And then he tries to run around him to do a quick sneak attack and usually in these slow motion, you know, moments, no one is paying attention to him. Like he's right. he's moving through time so fast that it's like just can't see him. You can't see it. Yeah. And and Superman like looks at him and follows him with his head and eyes as Flash is moving. And Flash is like in his mouth, like, holy shit, is he seeing me or is this an accident? <laughs> yeah. And then he's continuing to move. He's like, nope, he sees me. What the fuck? <laughs> the look on Flash's face. Yes. It's just great. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. He looks so confused. He's like, what the Jesus. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to fucking track me through this. Love that uh, scene. I, I like that they gave Superman personality because mm-hmm. Man of Steel, Superman had no personality for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And then Batman v Superman, he was just like, I'm going to fight Batman. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. I liked in this one, he was just like, oh, fuck, I'm a person. Yeah. I like being alive. I, I take it back. I want to die. Is mm-hmm. this guy bought? He had quips. Mm-hmm. He had a heart. Yeah. He, he, he was just a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, another thing that I like, Batman usually this dark, broody, sort of like, where's Rachel kind of guy, mm. according to, since Christian Bale did him. Mm. And in and, and this version, he's a little bit more lighthearted. Well, um, um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was lighthearted? No, um, the, I'm Batman. Uh, okay. No. I don't mean just like, I, I, like I, I meant sort of the dark greediness of like the... the, the oh, the, the character. The Christopher Nolan movies. Oh, you know I got you, got you, got you. Not the so, voice so much. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Like, yeah. I, I, after Christopher Nolan made Batman, everybody's just like, yeah, Batman's greedy. Yeah. Batman's gonna fuck you up. Yeah. And, and, and I like that. First of all, I can understand Ben Affleck. Mm. That's, a, that's a plus. Yeah. 
second of all, they explained that the voice is a fucking thing in the suit. Mm. I enjoy that. Yep. And and Batman's got jokes and Batman's got dialogue yep. and he's smart and we see Bruce Wayne mm. be Bruce Wayne and not just be Batman because mm. that's the interesting thing about Batman is how we see Bruce Wayne and Batman at the same time. Yeah. So we get to see him sort of play both sides of the character, make a couple of jokes, mm. be a per- so you can tell that it's a person behind the mask yeah. too, uh, besides the superhero. Uh, which I enjoy, and especially that bit at the end when he's kind of like, I don't not like you. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> uh, things like that. I enjoy, and, and that those are all indications of Whedon's writing. I, I, I like when uh, Jason Momoa uh, or uh, Aquaman, he's uh, he's pretty much like calling out each member of the group, <laughs> and he was like, Batman is like, you actually don't, you know, do you even belong here, really? <laughs> yeah, you don't have powers. You don't have, any, you? You don't have any powers, and that's that's what I was thinking about the t- at the, while I'm watching it, too. It's like when you're getting beat up, like you're just a human body in a very fancy suit. Yep. You know, you can't really do anything special outside of the technology that you're able to have due to your money. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, his suit in this movie is not a big fancy suit. No. Oh, no, not just rubber. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it's more like yeah, yeah like Teflon uh, infused rubber, <laughs> or something, you know. But yeah, and and he looks like I, I, I wonder how I, I wish I could have seen a picture of Ben Affleck, or is that just all suit, you know? Because uh, um, as far as um like he, huge biceps, oh. huge triceps, not like filled out chest, like very rock solid. Like you get to see Jason Momoa with without a shirt, like real person. Right. You know, you get to see who's um who plays Superman, Henry Henry Cavill. Cavill, Cavill yeah. yeah, you get to see him no shirt, like he's ripped. Did, you, I'm sorry, did, I'm gonna interrupt you there for a quick second. Mm-hmm. because this is something that just popped in my head. Henry Cavill stands like a bear standing on two legs. Yeah. You know, you notice that? Yes. He's, like, he's got, like, he's just got so much muscle that he just looks like a bear. Yeah. It fucked me up for a second yeah, when man. I was sitting in the theater. Yeah. Henry Cavill could get it. Yeah, like, it, it adds to, like, the believability for yeah. me. I was like, this guy's actually this big. He's oh, actually yeah. ripped. And we didn't get to see that for um from Ben Affleck and Batman. Like, no. the suit looks just as big as Jason Momoa and, and <laughs> Henry, you know, but outside of the suit, like, I don't know, did you actually dedicate yourself to, like, Getting big before the movie, and I, don't I think, think he did buff up a little, but I don't maybe know a little. If it's enough to to take your shirt off next to off. Jason Momoa. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Is that was that your train of thought? I didn't mean to fuck you up in there. Hmm? Was that your train of thought? Oh I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what was like, like, what was the the thing that you enjoyed the most about this movie? Uh, in the character interactions, character interactions. Um, so like when, whenever, um, they, they, I mean, they they showed it again in, in the closing of the movie uh, after the credits. Mm-hmm. It's um, you brought back when um, when the Flash was saying that well, what the hell is even brunch? You know, you go somewhere <laughs> for lunch and then you're waiting there for an hour. Then you know it just doesn't make sense. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. So um, towards the end of the movie, well, at the end of the movie, Superman was like, well, if um, I, I heard that, you know, if if you lose, then you have to take everybody to brunch. Yeah, you know, it was just like that's a betrayal, man. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> that that didn't have that has nothing to do with whatever the villain is or superhero or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the interaction of you know Clark Kent and uh, Barry. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, I, I wanted I wanted a little more of that uh, interaction between not superhero and superhero interaction, but like the people that are behind the superhero. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I wanted more of that too. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, that's yeah. why I wanted that scene where Superman came back to life. Mm. If that was just a little shorter, yeah. maybe because we got the point about halfway through that scene. Really, I, I don't know. It, it was yeah. fun to watch. Yes, but we knew what was happening halfway through that scene. I I, I don't like I don't know. Like, if if you take yeah. that 
take that down because like that was my favorite scene in the entire yeah. movie. So it's like you you can cut some things or just add fifteen minutes. Like yeah. give me a two hour and fifteen minute movie if you have to. But I would have liked more character uh, interaction. Inter- interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think the same. I think mm. I would have liked more. I think. Uh, <laughs> One th- I laughed really hard at this bit mm. because after Superman goes up into the sky and goes yep. back to that statue, yep. Jason Momoa, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Cyborg are immediately there. Yeah, but it takes Batman ten minutes to run to the. What well, I mean, he he uh, he went to go get uh, Lois Lane. No, that was all. That was all Alfred. What? Alfred was the one that got Lois. That's where I thought he was. That's where I thought he was no, at. No. Where the fuck is Batman? Just running to the scene because he doesn't have any powers. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's why I left. He like entered the shot, fucking huffing and puffing because he was running towards uh, Superman. See, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know where he was at. That's funny. <laughs> I laughed so hard the mm. first time I saw that because yeah. everyone's fighting. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh fuck, I'm here. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just. I, I like how they they made fun of the um kind of the, the Batman trope where like whenever he's having a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. especially the commissioner, and the commissioner turn around and Batman's been long gone. Yeah, you know you might just hear like a cape flap, <laughs> <laughs> and they they did that again. And um and this time who, who was it? Uh, Flash. I mean, you know, who who was up there? Was it Jason? It was it was all of, it was Wonder Woman, uh, Cyborg, and Batman and Flash. So all of them yeah. except Superman were, were up there. That's a, a Superman and Momoa. Okay, and, and yeah, and yeah. okay, yeah. And so he turns around, and they're all gone except for the Flash. He's yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, wow, they really do disappear. That's, yeah, that's rude. Gone, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but, uh, how, would, how would Wonder Woman get up out of there that quickly? Like, lasso and she like, swing? Fly. Oh, yeah, she, she, well, she can't fly, fly, but she could propel herself right, a little while. Right, she's really yeah. fucking high. Okay. Um, that like was Jessica one Jones thing stuff, I, yeah. that I didn't understand, because I, th- I always thought Wonder Woman was, like, Superman's equivalent. Oh, no. Uh, is she, like, like... Like a little less stronger than Superman, like can she? Because like she's, she's not Kryptonian, she's Amazonian. She, she's a god, though. She's, yeah, she's a goddess. So I yeah. thought she was like on Superman's level. She she is, but I think it would have to be a very long and drawn out fight. Because like mm-hmm. you're not you're not gonna kill her, but Superman is gonna pummel her for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. So we, there was a, the argument we talked about the uh, Wonder Woman versus. Um, Versus Wolverine, right? You yeah. know, so it's like it's like she's not gonna win initially, you know, but over time, like she's not gonna lose. She's a goddess, like yeah, this is true. You know, though I I I, I kind of got tired of her like like wrist slap. Yeah, that was a little overdone. <laughs> Stop. I mean, it's like I, I was I appreciated that they just added one time like you yeah. slap the wrist to the shield. I'm yeah. Like okay, at least that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the same effect, some exact, variety. Yeah, but yeah. exact same effect, but you know, at least show me something different. I think that at the end of it all, I think Justice League is a is a great start. Mm. to the new course that DC wants to take for their movies. Mm. I think it's it's learning something from Marvel, mm. and it's learning how to adapt that into their world. Mm. And I think the DC characters are inherently much more fascinating mm. than the Marvel characters. Okay. Uh, I actually prefer DC way more okay. than I prefer Marvel. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for DC mm. to learn from Marvel and sort of make better movies. Okay. Um, but I think Justice League is a good start. Mm. Um, they gave they gave Pat Wonder Woman to Patty Jenkins. Yes, and that was pre- that was pretty great, fucking good. Great, great. Uh, well, yeah, great, great idea to give it to Patty Jenkins. Yeah. I mean, yes. Give more movies to people like Patty, mm. who have a really solid understanding of how to direct mm. action and yeah. make it really visually pretty. Mm-hmm. If you can do that and still infuse it with story, because Zack Snyder is great with visuals, yeah, but isn't necessarily great with the script. Mm. Uh, so if you're, uh, uh, and that's why I think this movie benefited from Whedon, because mm. Whedon definitely brought the heart that Sykes Snyder would have probably left out. Yeah. Uh, so give more people like like Patty Jenkins um, some more franchises. Mm. Uh, maybe let maybe let 
someone like her direct the second Justice League and see what that comes out. Maybe something good, yeah. Because uh, I think that they're on the right track, but they have to start trusting directors more than they are. And the same thing goes for Marvel. Mm. Marvel, the last couple of movies before Thor with Marvel, mm. were not great because they weren't letting the directors sort of start to Spider-Man was pretty good. Was that not Marvel, though? Was that still Fox That was Marvel, but like... Yeah. Um, like so we had Spider-Man, and then we had Thor, and mm. then we had like a, like three movies that were not great before mm. that, right? Because we had a Civil War, we had the Thor 2, which uh, was garbage. That was, uh, well, the, the shit. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with the point. Just yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. The whole point <laughs> is, like, they, they trusted a director with Spider-Man Homecoming, mm. and they trusted a director with Thor. Yeah. And they just let those directors have a creative vision for those movies. Mm-hmm. They came out great. Yes. They let they let the same thing for Patty Jenkins, mm-hmm. and that movie came out great. Yes, it did. So do that. Do that more. Trust yeah. your directors and let them have a little bit more vision with their movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that DC would be in a much better position in terms of movies. And getting out of that rut of really bad, just poorly performed movies, mm. I think. I, I have confidence in DC. They just got to trust their directors more. No, I mean they're 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 in a good spot now. Like I said, this I, I can't rate this movie super high. Yeah. But I would recommend it to someone who enjoys these type of superhero movies. Like people you're not applauded be down. in the theater. Yes, they did. Two times. Twice. Superman showed up. First of all, Superman showed up and they applauded, and mm. I was mildly offended because <laughs> it was my boy Batsy and mm. Wonder Woman doing mm. all the work. Yeah. Uh, but Superman's got the big dick, right? He does. He came here slinging dick. <laughs> you know, he came <laughs> out here dick. slinging dick. <laughs> And uh, the movie ended and people applauded. They yeah. were just like, that was a satisfying thing. And yeah. they applauded. I've yeah. never seen anyone applaud in America. That, that's the first time that's happened since I was like younger. Yeah. yeah. So no, get I, out. It happened to get out. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I, I can't rate it super high either. Mm. Um, but it's just a fun, entertaining popcorn flick yeah. that I would watch again. Mm. If someone says, hey, let's watch Justice League, I'm not going to run out to see it. But yeah. if, if it just happens to be in my vicinity, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll watch that. What would you get? One out of ten. Well, I, I think I'm going to give it a, a, a seven. Yeah, six, five. So we're yeah. right around the same area then. Damn. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's pretty solid, technically mm-hmm. solid. Yes. There was nothing besides the editing and pacing mm-hmm. that spoke out to me as being bad. Yeah. Uh, visual effects were great. Yeah. I think it was pretty good. Yep. I love Gogodo. I will oh, always yes. love Gogodo. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I and I have a soft spot for Ben Affleck. Mm. I just do. Okay. I just like Affleck's fucking face. All right. He's got a good face. Uh, desp- I don't. Uh, I don't despise Affleck, but I definitely don't like him though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is You're about. not alone in that feeling. A lot yeah. of people do not like Affleck. I'm just yeah. like, oh, you got a good face. Yeah. Um, you're a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And Ezra Miller, the great. So yes. anyway, uh, yeah, Ezra Miller was probably my favorite character. Who's who's the late? Like I'm I'm getting redhead women mixed up now. <laughs> Like seriously, that in Hollywood, I don't uh, know if that was Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. Okay, Amy Adams. I didn't know. Like, is that Amy Adams? Is that Isla Fisher? Is that um, da- Dallas Bryce Howard? Is that <laughs> is that Jenna Fisher for Jenna Fisher? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I don't know which one. Yeah, I confuse Jenna Fisher and Amy Adams on a consistent basis. Mm. I can't, I can't get them right. Okay, he, I, I hated every Lois Lane. I hate that character. Really? I fucking hate that just character. Just in, in that movie or just in general? In, I feel like in the in the comics and uh, I, she's more interesting. Oh, you feel like she's like more of a like manic pixie dream she's girl for these fucking, movies? Like, she's just a refrigerator girl. Mm. They keep her around until she's convenient for the superhero. Yeah, in these and, movies, yeah. And then they're just like, yeah, I'm Lois Lane and you're like, get the fuck out of the frame. I'm yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I hate, I hate, and it's not Amy Adams' fault. No, it's no, really no. Not. It's just Lois Lane. The, just yeah. Lois Lane, the character, is just so badly written in all, mm. the, in all these movies. Yeah. Uh, 
One more thing before we let go. Mm? Did you notice the fact that they digitally removed Henry Cavill's mustache in any of the shots? I don't know what he looks like, so. No, but did you notice digital face on Henry Cavill at any point? I mean, I, I, I thought a lot of that stuff was digital, though. Because, like, whenever I'm looking at Ben Affleck and I'm looking at that suit, as I'm like, is that did, are you digitally enhancing his uh, biceps? Oh, yeah, sure. Or are you just have, like, padding? I'm like, it would probably make more sense for digital. So it's like I didn't, I thought a lot of it was digital, so I didn't okay. so much notice it, no. I went into a fucking rant yesterday mm-hmm. because people reviewing this movie. Uh, you know, we had a production issue, so we didn't took it, and they had mm-hmm. to do reshoots. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill was working on Mission Impossible 6, mm-hmm. and he had a... Thick mustache, mm. and, and he couldn't contractually, contractually, he could not get rid of it. Yeah. So they had to do reshoots and then digitally remove the mustache mm. and put its face. Yeah. And people went fucking crazy talking about the goddamn mustache yeah. on Henry Cavill's face. Mm. And I'm just like, fucking, this is why I hate critics. Yeah, like, Talk about the air. problems in the movie, not the goddamn mustache. And, and the thing is, like, I bet you that didn't even bother them at all, but they just know about it. No. So now they want to be like, oh, no, it was a problem, it was a problem. Look how smart I am. I know about something that you wouldn't notice either. <laughs> you know, it was like, get the fuck out of here. I watched four reviews. Mm. Three reviewers opened their video. Henry Cavill's mustache was so bad. No. Shut the fuck up and watch the movie. Please stop hitting the table, I'm Brian. I'm so sorry. God damn Did it. the microphones pick that up? <laughs> yes. Well, I listened to the podcast last week. I'm I was sorry. like, why? I just need to. I need you, to like, and you pattern. just started doing this like three yeah. in the past three weeks. It's just, I get you excited. never did this. I before. get excited. <laughs> it's a flat surface. I got to put like padding or something. <laughs> anyway, episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get used to it. I'm just fidgety. Alright. We'll be right back with television and closing. Hey, hey. And welcome back. Television and closing. Hey, uh, television and movie premieres for uh, Tuesday, November the 21st through Monday, November the 27th. Uh, the first one's going to be Tuesday, November the 21st, Brian Regan, Nunchucks and Flamethrowers. I'll be honest, you said Brian, and I was just like, what the fuck? What did I do? Oh. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Brian Regan? Brian Regan, Nunchucks and Flamethrowers. Comedy it's a, uh, a comedy special. Yeah, it's going to be on Netflix. Uh, he was just recently on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, the guy is, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know much of his comedy. He bored the entire shit out of me. But he's I like, pretty clean. He's right? very clean. Yeah. Very, very clean guy. So it's like, I don't know. Like, if, 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 it's, if that's your bag, then Brian Regan is going to be on Netflix and you can check him out there. But I, I was so terribly bored yeah. by this guy. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but that's a Tuesday, November the 21st. Brian Regan, Nunchucks and Flamethrowers, a comedy special on Netflix. Um, the same day, Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. What? Marvel's Runaways. Is that a. Is that a series? Are you saying Marvel? Marvel. Like superhero? Like maybe superhero, but we'll see. It says, um, adapted from the comics by Brian K. Vaughn, uh, whose first Marvel series comes from Gossip Girl creator Josh Schwartz. Uh, Let's see. It centers on six diverse teenagers who unite around a common foe, their parents. Okay. (laughs) So. It's like the trap, like the twin trap, but with mutants? uh, Does this? Oh, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, kinda cool. But yeah, um, I guess it's um, it's gonna go into like the psychology of. Um, do you remember that uh, that X Men where you had the uh, the Archangel and he was cutting off his wings uh, to hide it from his dad? That was X Men. The first one, or, or was that the first one? Uh, I think it showed up in X Men 
Two or, or first three. class or two, yeah. whatever it was. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, you never really got to to dive into to that, like the mutants that have their powers very early and the parents that don't know or the parents that do know and shame the children because of right. it and what they're dealing with in school because these people don't have powers and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of interested in that aspect a little bit just because it's a kind of a new take. Right. But probably still not going to watch it. But... <laughs> Like, just to be honest, yeah. well, probably not. But, I mean, it does sound very interesting, though. So, um, Marvel's Runaways is a drama on Hulu, Tuesday, November the 21st. Um, af- after that, you might be interested in this next show on uh, Tuesday, November the 21st. If you say 21st. something about paranormal hunting, I swear it, to God, I will walk out of this fucking It's room. a bit paranormal. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a documentary on A&E at 9 p.m. titled, Who Killed Tupac? Okay, I can... Uh, I can I can rock with that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about on a few episodes, like <laughs> is Tupac dead? Maybe Tupac isn't dead. Maybe Tupac's in Cuba. Maybe yeah. else. I'm like, oh yeah, well, maybe talk about who killed Tupac. It'd be great if at the end of the documentary we go like, yeah, he picked the stuff, moved to Cuba. It, it, it would be great if at the end of the documentary he says that himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, like, oh, if he if he just like was narrating it the whole time, but yeah. he has an older voice because he's 20 years older, <laughs> and then they show him at the end is Tupac the whole time. That, that would, would be, be amazing. Yes. That would blow everybody's <laughs> fucking hippie noodle. Yes. That would be great. Tupac, oh, man. if you're not dead, mm-hmm. you know what to do. If, if Tupac, if you're not dead, then I need you to come out of hiding and, and narrate this uh, this documentary on A&E. Yep. <laughs> that's, what you, that's, that's what you, you got to do. <laughs> that's your fucking calling, Tupac. Yep. Get it fucking right. Yes. But that's um that's all for Tuesday, November the twenty first. Uh, next thing, the next day is Wednesday, November the twenty second. It's Godless. Godless is a uh, mini series. It's a western. It's going to be on Netflix. It's I've a, heard about this. Uh, it's Steven Soderbergh's. Um, yeah. It's Steven Soderbergh's show. So that's the only thing that really drew me to it. And Jeff Daniels is in it as well. So um, if you like westerns, if you like anything that Steven Soderbergh has done, which he he does really great television. He did a show called The Nick. It's about doctors in like the, the 1920s so or 30s or whatever. Oh, okay. No, I thought yeah. you meant the Nip Talk. Oh, no, no, no. Without, uh, Nip Talk was cool too. No. Yeah. But um, Steven Soderbergh, um, what else? Sex Lies and Videotape. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, but, um, he's got a good filmography. Oh, yeah. But uh, check that out. It'll be Wednesday, November the 22nd, Godless on Netflix. Uh, next thing is Thursday, November the 23rd, She's Gotta Have It. This is a um, this is an, a TV series from Spike Lee's very first movie, She's Gotta Have It. Oh, based on it? Is Spike Lee directing Spike it? Lee is uh, attached to it. Spike Lee's first TV series is a present-day update of his first movie, 1986, She's Gotta Have It. Um, Lee directs all 10 episodes, which revolve around Brooklyn-based artist DeWanda Wise and her three suitors. That's interesting. That's the second time I've seen a director make a movie mm-hmm. and then make a TV show himself based on the movie. I'm wanted, I want to try to guess. Do It'll it. take too long. Dear White People. Oh, same director. Yeah, same director oh. did the show, did the, mm. tele, did the movie. Nope. Yeah. Shit. Uh, no, 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 you're, you're right about yeah. that. I, I was saying that this, the, it's more than twice, but the Coen brothers didn't um, direct all of the Fargo television right, show. Yeah. So. They directed some of it. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty cool. So yep. uh, She's Gotta Have It, Spike Lee. It's a comedy on Netflix, Thursday, November the 23rd. Nice. Um, the next thing, the next day, and the last for television, Friday, November the 24th, a comedy on Netflix, Trailer Park Boys, Out of the Park, <laughs> USA. <laughs> I like Trailer Park Boys. Yes. It's funny. There's a nice fucking kitty right here. <laughs> oh, fucking kitty. <laughs> Good bubbles. <laughs> Good fuck, boys. 
I like that. Uh, what's his fucking name? Ricky? Yeah. Uh, he's always holding a, like a Coke and rum. Yes, rum and Coke, <laughs> yeah, and a glass. Yeah. It's fucking great. I love that show. Yeah. Jessica's like, why do they have so many episodes and movies of the exact same thing over and over? Yep. They're fucking in a trailer park doing shit. It's like, and I'm like, you're right. Like, I mean, it's not like anything different but ever. But you can't <laughs> tell me that you watch that shit and you didn't go like, you know what? I like this. I do. I like it. <laughs> the, the only time that I felt like it was even the remotely different was one season they brought in Snoop Dogg for a season. <laughs> they brought in fucking Snoop Dogg, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. It was, man. And it, oh yeah. Anyway, Snoop yeah. Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog. One, one person tries to call him um Sno- Snoopy Snoopy Dog Dog Snoopy, yeah. and it was like, no, man, no, <laughs> no. Uh, but that's it for television. Um, movies. Um, like um, I don't, well, because you're having tr- problems crawling through that. It's gone all over the place. I was looking for um, I was looking for Lady Bird. But um, but yeah, Lady, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Lady Bird's gonna be coming out. I seen some things on um, twenty first it comes out. Yeah, though that's that's this week. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, but I don't, oh, I don't know if you have it. Just the day that comes out on the twenty first, which is the Thursday, because I'm not letting you do your job. All of these movies come out that day. I know. I just realized that. <laughs> like, what? All right, I try to play it cool. It didn't work. <laughs> Fuck me. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Lady Bird it comes out uh, it comes out this week. There's a lot of stuff. Brian is going to talk about it a, a lot more on next week's episode. If yeah. you guys t- tune into that, but um, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about it on Twitter too. So I don't even know what it's about, but I just seen it was trending on Twitter. I really have no idea what it's about. Mm-hmm. I just know that I put it in my watch list because mm-hmm. I like the actress. Yeah. And the little line was just like I have no idea what this is. Yeah. So there, there's two reasons I had a movie to my watch list. Mm-hmm. One, I knew exactly what it is. Two, I, I had no idea what it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. The first one we have coming out this week is um, is Coco. It's a PG movie, 109 minute runtime. It's an animation. Um, the rundown is oh, and it's an 82 meta score already. Nice. Uh, says uh, aspiring musician Miguel, confronted with his family's ancestral ban on music, enters the land of the dead to work on the work out the mystery. So this is Footloose. Yeah, I guess animated <laughs> Footloose. Yeah, animated Footloose. They they ban music, and then you got to try to. Bring everybody together through music. That's yeah. exactly what that sounds like. She's a maniac. Man. Was that Footloose? That was um, dirt, not Dirty Dancing. That shit. Yeah, that was Footloose. That is not Footloose. I, I can put everything on that. Then what was it? was it? I think it was Dirty Dancing then. It's not Dirty Dancing. The one with Kevin Bacon? Well, the one with Bacon. Ke- the one, that's, that's the Footloose. Yeah, then it was Footloose. I will kill you right now. <laughs> the one, the, the maniac is the one with the uh, the female, the Latino female, and she's sitting on a chair, and then she pulls the the, 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 the handle and the water. No, two different movies. Dancing Queen. I don't know Dancing Queen. Um, I'm pretty sure. That, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google because I'm pretty I'm half sure that's. I'm not entirely certain, but mm-hmm. I'm somewhat certain. That is Footloose. That is Footloose. Not enough not, to like. No, 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 Footloose. It's called Flashdance, is what you're talking about. Flashdancing. You are Fuck not going to convince me that it was Footloose, a movie that I've seen a million times. It's, it started with an F. <laughs> started with an F, and like, I fucking no. got it. It was like, you were not going to convince me this time. I've, I can be swayed, but <laughs> not, no. <laughs> so, ah, fuck, Flashdancing. Okay. Yeah. So, what was Footloose? That was. Foot, Footloose is the, the Coco one. It's like they, they've banned music, and nobody's really getting into music, and, um, and Kevin Bacon, he's moving into town and then trying to like let everybody know you don't have to be all so uptight. You can dance. Dance and sing and have fun. Is that the same thing with Dirty Dancing? Dirty Dancing is um, the one with um, Patrick Patrick Swayze. Right. And um, I can't remember what's the name's name. And um, there's not like a band so much, but... Um, People just fu- don't dance. The, the fu- yeah, kind of. I don't know. That, I haven't seen that one as much. Okay. But I've never seen Flashdance, but I just know that scene, and that's what... Anyway. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was Footloose, but yeah. fuck I, I was confident in Footloose. Yeah. I've, I've seen some of Dirty Dancing enough... 
but to know that it was a flash okay. dance. That's that's all. Anyway, that was. she's a maniac. That's the point. Maniac, maniac on the run. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> last but not least, maybe least I don't know. It's a uh, call me by your name. It's rated R. 132 minute runtime. It's a drama romance. 95 meta score. Huh. Interesting. In Northern Italy, 1983, 17-year-old Elio begins in a relationship with a visitor, Oliver, uh, his father's research assistant, with whom he bonds with over his emerging sexuality. Oh, nice. Great romance. Their Jewish heritage and the bilingual uh, Italian landscape. What? The, no, the beguiling Italian landscape. There we go. Um, the English. only person that I uh, recognize in here is Army Hammer. I have no idea who that is. You you talked well no you didn't remember him but um you you um you brought him up a couple months ago you was like that has to be a fake name you know whose name Army is Hammer. Army Hammer and I was like no that's his actual name <laughs> who the fuck has a name called Army Hammer I mean their their family's name was actually Hammer and then the dad was like you know what would be a good first name <laughs> that 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 dad should get hammered in the head a couple times that was awful he's like Army Army Hammer but yeah that's, that's his gross. actual name but yeah, is that it that is it cool. Uh, man, I don't, I don't have a lot to say more in the opening. So no, I think no. that's, that's an episode. Yeah. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, go watch Justice League. I think it's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, and I recommend it if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast. On Facebook at the FFS Podcast. On Google Play, Google Play Music app, iTunes Podcast app, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Under the name for film's sake. And my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Achilla. I'm at T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. hey. And that's it for today's episode. We will see you next week. Okay. Woo.